Welcome to the show. I'm Dylan Tonkin. In today's episode, I actually sit down with a couple. I sit down with Kevin and his girlfriend, Nandi, and they just got off the PCT a couple months ago, and we kind of went back and forth, and we're finally able to make our schedules work, and we sat down, and I was able to talk to them about their through hike. Uh, they just finished the Pacific Crest Trail. They did it together. This was Kevin's uh, second long hike. He did the Appalachian Trail last year, which would, well, at the time would have been 2017. And that's how I met him as uh, a trail angel. The guys that I hiked the Appalachian Trail with in 2016, we all got together and did trail magic, also known as simply tailgating for hikers. Uh, we tailgated for hikers on the 4th of July weekend in Pennsylvania. And that's how I ended up meeting meeting uh, Kevin, also known as Space Jam. So we kind of kept in touch. I followed him. I saw that he was successful, did the AT. Um, then he started a couple weeks behind me with Nandi on the PCT. So we finally sat down. We had a great chat. It was so good to see him again because I didn't get to meet him on the PCT at all. And I met Nandi, also known as Sea Lion, for the first time uh, whenever they showed up at the house. So had a lot of fun with this episode. Once again, it's just so good for me to sit down with other hikers. Um, I've, I've really struggled uh, since I got home. So had a ton of fun with this one. Uh, they got some really exciting stuff coming up, and I know right now they are out in Colorado. So I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. All right, so I'm sitting here with two seasoned, accomplished through hikers, one of which I met previously, another of which I had the pleasure of meeting today. Unfortunately, it was not on trail as we had all hoped. At least I did anyway. I don't know about them. The truth will come out later on. So I'm sitting here with Kevin Grumman and Nandi Singleton. These are PCT class of 2018 through hikers, and they live pretty close to me in Baltimore, which I did not know for a year <laughs> while we lived close to each other. <laughs> so, Kevin, Nandi, thank you for being here. Yeah, Thanks thank for you us, for man. having us. So, uh, once we got off the PCT, we started really talking, and it was like, man, these guys are right down the street from me. I saw you had, he what was it, heavy seas? Yeah, yeah freaking loose cannon. cannon. Loose cannon. I was like, dude. Great IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should try to get some beer for this. I didn't even think about that. Oh, we could have had some Baltimore beer. You guys, uh, Natty Bell? Oh, I yeah. love Natty Bell. It's piss beer, but it's home. That's how, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you judge a hiker. Yeah. <laughs> and, a Balt and a Baltimorean uh, Natty Bell. All right, so um, you guys have... This year successfully completed the PCT. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It seems like uh, since you guys walked in, it's been nothing but smiles. So yeah. how did it go? Pretty good? Yeah. Fantastic. I call it a successful call through hike. Successful through hike. You Tons did walk the, you yeah. walked the whole way, right? Heck yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, so this was Nandi, your first through hike? Yep. All My right. first long distance hike in general. What What made you do the PCT? Um, so I've always loved the outdoors. Um, I'm from the inner city, so there isn't much of that activity out here, out there. And, um, 
I've done or had done some day hiking prior to that and some car camping, but nothing to this extreme, of course. And then um, Kevin and I reunited about two years ago when he was about to start the AT. And uh, I didn't even know that a through hike existed. I didn't know what that meant. And so I was really excited for him. So I, you know, helped him figure things out as he's like planning for the AT and of course followed him through that. And it was definitely a spark for me to be like, oh, that's something I would like to do in the future. Uh, but I never saw myself doing the AT. Um, and I love the West Coast. I think it's beautiful. It's definitely where I want to end up. So I said, all right, well, if you're going to do the PCT, I want to do it too, because that's the one of the three major uh, long-distance trails in the States that I think thought that I would do. And so I set my mind to it, and now we're here. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I didn't realize that you guys had rekindled something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have an interesting story. Yeah, it's probably about seven years ago now. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we met randomly at an AWOL Nation concert down mm-hmm. at Ramshead and had a little fling for a little bit, yeah. and it you know, kind of fizzled out. We went our separate ways, and then... I don't know, a few, yeah, a few months before the AT, we yeah. kind of just, like, randomly reconnected, hung out for a bit, and I was like, well, I'm going to go on this little walk. Mm-hmm. Honestly, not really sure if I'm coming back to Baltimore, but we stayed in touch, and then I wound up coming back, and then, like, I don't know, maybe a week or two after I got back, we're like, all right, we're in a relationship, we're dating, and yeah. it's, it's been awesome ever since. It's been about a year Yep. since we've officially been together. That's awesome, and yeah. you guys... We're through the ringers, I assume, by jumping right into the PCT and spending a night in a tent a <laughs> hundred and some days in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. So, you, so Kevin, you um, you finished the AT. We met last year in the yeah. summertime, two summers ago now, uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so you were on your PCT or AT through hike then, right? Yep, correct. All right. Uh, and when did you start and finish? Let's see, on the AT, I started on April 6th, and then I finished on September 15th. Nice. Yeah, you're, so, like, around the same schedule as me. That's a good time, man. Yeah. Really good. How five and a half months. Yeah. And, um, including that, I took uh, two vacations. Uh, I did the four-state challenge, so after that, I was dead, needed to recover. And it's, like, right here, my home in Maryland, so it was a nice halftime break. Mm-hmm. And then further up north, one of my good buddies was having a bachelor party in Montreal, right as I was crossing through New York, right on, I think, Highway 87. So I was like, all right, if you guys pick me up, I'm totally coming. And it just worked out. So I took another five days and went up with all of them. And they made me keep my pack back out on the porch. And I had to take a few extra showers because they are just like, you smell like ass. Yeah. I was like, I took two showers at the hotel last night before you picked me up. And they're like, I, I, think, you, I think you're lying. It smells like you're fresh off trail. <laughs> Now, did you guys see each other while you were on the AT at all? Uh, when I came mm-hmm. home for halftime, yeah, we hung out for a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. Did he smell? Yeah, but I like his smell. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a good answer. That was spoken like a true <laughs> biker. <laughs> so now, Kevin, Nanda, you guys have, as usual, trail names. Uh, that seems to be our custom mm-hmm. on the trail. Now, Space Jam, I'm fairly certain I know how you got yours, but tell me how you got yours. 
Uh, well, it was the shorts that I hike in. Uh, they're super short runner shorts. I think the inseam on them is like a half inch or something. Whoa. Uh, they're just comically uh-huh. short. And uh, for a while on the AT, I, I just was getting really terrible trail names thrown out. Like I made a Monty Python and the Holy Grail reference. So they're like, oh, like Tim the Enchanter, you can be Tim. I was like, no, my trail name is not going to be Tim. Get out of here. <laughs> And, uh, Tim. Then it was the shuttle driver in Fontana Village. Uh, people started being like, dude, those are awesome shorts. So I started asking them in return, thank you, what should my trail name be? And the shuttle driver was like Space Jam. And it, from there on, I was just like, that's perfect. It comes with a theme song, matches my shorts. You know, it's just everything about it was partially cartoon-based movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a theme song. Yeah. Now, Nod, yours is line, right? Yeah. How, where did that come from? I, that's a very unusual I haven't heard I, I haven't heard that one before. I love my trail name. Actually, Space Jam gave it to me. Um, we were at a Trail Magic. Where was that? Right out of Wrightwood. Right out, yeah, right out of Wrightwood. There was um, that By that the, closure yeah, from the, the frogs. frogs. And frogs. so um, there was a woman who did Trail Magic right on that roadwalk, and so the sun kept shifting, and I just do not like being cold for extended periods of time. Um, so when we take breaks, I would always be too cold completely in the shade and too hot completely in the sun. So I sat in the shade, but would like put an arm or a leg out to into the sun to stay like moderately warm-ish. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, that's just like a sea lion. And I was like, that's it. That's my name. <laughs> I feel like it's the reverse of whenever you have to put your foot out from under the covers at night. <laughs> yeah. <Is that>? yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel like everybody can reverse relate now. Yeah. Yep. Heck yeah. So um, before the AT, you did the Wonderland Trail. How was it? I've, I've looked at it. Describe it, but it sounds like a fantastic trail. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, it's that typical Washington weather. We did it the first two weeks of September. So... We rarely actually saw Mount Rainier. It was always in cloud cover. It rained on us a bunch. Got pretty cold. And it was kind of a wake-up call because I was just, you know, looked up weather in Seattle. And it was like, oh, 60s at night, it might dip down to the 40s. So I thought my 45-degree bag would be enough. But, you know, up at 10,000 feet and so, it's way colder. So I spent some cold nights up there. And then the elevation uh, is just insane. It makes the AT look flat because it's... I think there's 26 glacier ravines, you know, emanating from the top, and you're constantly just going up and down into a valley and up and over the next one and down in a valley the entire way around. So it was, it was a good test, and, you know, it's uh, just under 100 miles, and I just remember thinking, I really like this. I could do this 20 times in a row. I'm doing the AT next year. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's some people who... You know, either you put your foot in the water and it's either too hot or it's perfect temperature. And you're as soon as you get, you know, 10 days in, it's like, I'm going the whole way. Yeah, that's that's cool. The Wonderland Trail, I've seen some phenomenal photos from it. looks really good. But it sounds like you had some weather. How was weather in Washington for you guys? We, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, it definitely started to get cold. We had a few days of sprinkles, but then we had one, like, major rain day. But other than that, it was pretty much Perfect. Yeah. What was your start finish dates on the PCT? Because you guys did it together. So what yeah. was your, how long did it take you? What was the start date and finish? Uh, started May seventh and finished September twenty eighth. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. That was kind of funny. Both trails I finished on a Friday, and I was like, it's just a thing now. You finish on Friday, you can celebrate through the weekend. <laughs> and you're not that weird guy drinking in the bar heavily yeah. by yeah. yourself <laughs> on Tuesday. Like, yeah, man. You don't get it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, how was it? You know, how long did you – what did you guys take into consideration whenever you were talking about – because now you're talking about not just doing a long-distance trail. You're doing it – I don't know if it's harder or easier to do it with a partner, but there were certain challenges that you guys had to decide. You know, what was your thought process coming up with a plan to do it together? <laughs> we didn't really have one. I mean, we we loosely planned. Um, we both quit our jobs Prior to, um, I applied for the Badger sponsorship. He had already had most of his gear. Like, I didn't have anything. Um, So that was a thing. We figured out how much we wanted to send out to ourselves for resupply. And then, um, other than that, that was pretty much it. Right? Am I missing something? One of the things I wanted to plan for was I wanted us each to be pretty self-sufficient yeah that was in big. case we got split up or if one person had to take some time off trail for whatever reason we weren't scrambling to be like oh well we only have you know one kitchen set you mm-hmm. know one pot and stove so we each were completely self-sufficient and the only gear we split was the tent okay because we figured we're gonna meet up every night yeah. and then worst case uh, i carried an extra uh ground sheet of tyvek so it's like you know if she has a tent i could at least cowboy camp or if we mm-hmm. get split up you know, we won't be, like, shit out of luck. Yeah. yeah Especially that, in the desert. I yeah, that was one of the questions I had for sure was, mm-hmm. you know, what did you share? So you guys pretty much shared nothing except for except your tent. Except for the tent. What right. tent did you guys carry? The Big Agnes Tiger Wall 2. two That's, is that new? new tent, mm-hmm. yeah. And what's, yeah. Uh, what's the detail? I haven't even seen it. What's the details yeah. on that? Because I carried a Big Agnes Copper Spur on the AT. Yeah. yeah. But this is, like, the new thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, if you cross your tent with the Fly Creek, it's just, like, the perfect blend of the two. Okay. Um, so it has, like, the crossbar at top, so it's not a super skinny ridge. Uh, I think it's two pounds, yep. right around two pounds. So it's slightly heavier than the Fly Creek, uh, not quite copper spur weight, but mm-hmm. it seems like a great balance. Um, we barely fit both of us. You know, she's almost six feet tall. Yeah. I'm six foot two, so, like, if I was an inch taller, I couldn't lay down on it. <laughs> but... Uh, it fit, and it was great, and splitting the weight was also a plus. You know, it's like, you know, one pound for your shelter mm-hmm. It's pretty huge. That's like, you know, on a solo hike, if you want a one pound, it's you're carrying a tarp and using your trekking poles. And <laughs> Yeah. What, um, uh, well, how many doors? Is it front entry, side entry? Side, side entry. entry. Side entry. Two so guys, two vestibules, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. So nobody had to climb over anybody? No. With their stinky feet? Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> So you would would you recommend that tent for a two person? Yeah, yeah. I definitely okay. would. You know, width wise, it was okay, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. He has the um, the extra large uh, Thermarest Neo Air, and I have the regular one, and we fit in there perfectly. Yeah, okay. two large Neo Airs probably, probably would fit tight quite thing, right. But but okay, all right. Yep. So yeah. So was that what was your favorite gear? Was that it? Favorite piece of gear? What was it? Hmm. Kind of varies. Uh, like I, in the desert, the sun umbrella, hands down. If you're hiking oh, in the desert, yeah. get a oh, sun yeah. umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for or sure. That. Um, yeah, I'd say overall, I was really happy with the tent. Uh, I was a big fan of my backpack last year on the AT. I had the 
Osprey Atmos AG, so empty. It weighed about four pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the brain off, so it was maybe down to three and a half, but then I upgraded to the Hyperlite uh, Southwestern 55 liter, so it was two pounds empty. So, yeah, that's a big weight savings right off the bat. And at first I was like, oh, well, it doesn't have this fancy mesh suspension. It doesn't have the bottom entry to get to your food. It doesn't, but you really don't need any of that in the backpack. So that's, you know, a lesson I learned really quick. And Is that the 3400? Southwest 3400? Yeah, yeah, 3400. Okay. All right. I, that's, that's 55 liter equivalent. Yeah. Did yeah. you like it? Yeah, I was a big yeah. fan. I, had the tw- I switched to the 2400 in Lake Isabella and... Absolutely love the Tony Pardo is a good pack for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hyperlite's awesome. Now, what was your what pack did you have? I had the ULA Circuit. The Circuit. Yep. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Um, I had a couple issues with it in the beginning. Um, my frame broke fairly early on, um, but they were really nice, and the frame was super cheap. It was only twelve bucks to replace. Um, so I did that into Hatchapi. And other than that, it carries weight really well. Um, a few times, of course, it, like he would always make fun of me because my backpack would kind of like shift to one side if I packed it slightly off. Um, but other than that, I'm a huge fan. Yep. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, people have you know, oh, this I like this backpack, but they don't have any miles on it. You know, you guys have two thousand miles on your yeah. gear. It's it, you can get a really good sense of what people think instead of just like oh i took it out for a weekend it's a great pack Mm -hmm. it doesn't even smell yet (laughs) (laughs) so how did you guys handle you know i understand that you had everything separate how did you handle your food your resupply were you buying in town how did you guys handle resupply and and your food and all that yeah Yeah, um, i think like she was mentioned earlier we each packed up about five or six boxes to leave at home with her moms and uh just kind of keep an eye for towns that are you know, it's really easy on the internet now. Uh, was okay. it halfway anywhere has those big uh, post hike surveys, and it's like, what towns did you get resupply yeah. in? What towns did you wish you had a resupply in? So we kind of made a note of all those. Of uh, I think it was roughly ten towns where it's like you should really have food here. And we also started using a website called Zero Day Resupply that mm-hmm. we're big fans of. It's you know, for through hikers, buy through hikers, so they know all the garbage we like to eat. They have single servings. They have calorie counters for your order, and they know how to ship it. You know, like some little resorts only accept FedEx or UPS or whatever, so they'll get it where it's going. And their prices are pretty comparable to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So I'd say two-thirds of the time we probably just bought food at the grocery store, and the other third we either had her mom ship us food from home or did zero-day resupply. Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't met anybody that used zero-day zero day yet. Uh, but I've seen it out there, and it's good to know that, like, somebody who I respect as a hiker actually, yeah. like, all right, it's cool. So. They were, I mean, every time, right on time. We never had issues with getting somewhere and it wasn't there. Um, they always had all of the things we wanted, and they sold the Backpacker's Pantry Pad Thai, which became quickly became our favorite, one of our favorite meals out there. Yeah. Is that the one that has, like, a couple packets you put the peanuts yeah. in? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Big, yep. big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, you know something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a very, that's yeah. the next level hiker meal. I'm, like, afraid <laughs> yeah. to eat Pad Thai, like, out in the real world when I'm thinking about Backpacker's Pantry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. Uh, so what was your favorite town stop? You know, everybody stops in town. What was the best town that you guys went to? We're always torn between Bishop, 
California and Bend, Oregon. Bend, yeah. yeah. What, what, where did you stay in Bishop? The, the hostel. The hostel, California. Co- yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I was telling you before we started recording, whenever you guys stayed there, were you there just one night or did you zero? Two, I mean, two, yeah, nights. two nights. Okay, <laughs> so um, in my first episode, I interview Matt Leaf, whose trail name is Brew Hiker, who works at the Hostel of California. What? There was two people. There was Judd. He was like, Judd. He was yeah. kind of baby face guy. Yeah. The other guy was Brew was Hiker. It the blonde. Was he, he blonde? He had glasses and yeah, like longer blonde uh, hair. I think he did have longer hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Brew Hiker. I interviewed him. He's what up? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we mostly uh, only met Judd. Yeah, um, we hung out with Judd. That's part of the reason we took a full zero day and stayed a second night. Was he? Kind of talked to Mike and was like, hey, so I'm going to go tubing down the Owens River tomorrow because they're about to flood it for some, like, power plant upstream or something, you know, release yeah. a dam somewhere. Forget the details. Mm-hmm. But we're all like, sounds good. Sign us Jonathan. up. And yeah, the hostel has a ton of uh, tubes for us to borrow. So we just, I think, like, what, 14 of us wound up going tubing down this river? There were. Just got wasted yeah, and had a great time. Of us. <laughs> <laughs> As there always you, is. So. You did town right. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. It was just funny, too, because our friends had gone um, bowling to that little bowling alley up the road. And um, we had just come back from Denny's. And our friend Squirrel and Shark uh, were just, like, grabbing all the tubes and bringing them inside. And I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? And he's like, man, just fuck with us, man. You guys got to stay tomorrow. (laughs) But what are you doing? It's like, we're going tubing, man. Just talk to Space Jam. You guys got to stay. And I was like, all right, well, we're in. Yeah, so they're they're hoarding the tubes, you know, finding the good ones with the the cup holders and everything in them. (laughs) That's planning. That's good. I like that. So these were guys, you know, I I was curious how, you know, hiking as a couple, how you guys interacted with other hikers and if you did a lot of solo, what was your, you know, what was the mix of it with, with how you were hiking? Yeah. Yeah, we we started off more solo, and that's one of the things I noticed on the AT was uh, there's a lot of hiker couples, and a lot of them seem to always just be in their little own bubble and not interact. And I didn't really want that. You know, it's nice to have some alone time, but a big reason why I like hiking trails is you just meet so many awesome people. Um, so kind of in the desert, you know, we're still feeling things out, finding our pace, sorting our gear, like figuring out how it is hiking together, and. Once we kind of got that figured out, it was right around when we ran into our trail family. Mm-hmm. And we met them right when she got her trail name outside of Wrightwood. Yep. And then we'd see them in the next couple of towns. And then it was really at uh, Lake Tahoe, uh, another place we double zeroed. And <laughs> we're just getting hammered and having a grand old time. <laughs> yep. But we all kind of sat down and we're like, all right, let's make an effort to actually hike together and be like a, a trail fam and not just be like, oh, maybe I'll see you next week in this town. Yeah. And pretty much the rest of the trail from there on out, we were a, a pretty tight-knit trail family. Mm-hmm. You know, it was great. And it's, like, super important to me uh, and to us. Like, we're both very social people. Uh, <laughs> we're very social people. So we enjoy each, other, each other's company. We're best friends. So that's, like, I don't think we ever got sick of each other, but it's always nice to have other people to interact with. Yeah, I've seen, like you mentioned, on the AT, you know, a lot of couples that hike together just really yeah. stick to themselves, and this is our hike, and this is how we're going to hike it. Yeah. It's, I, I was hoping that you guys were, you know, out there meeting other people and just staying in this little tiny, mm-hmm. two, two awesome person bubble. Yeah. There's, you know, there's so many people out there. Yeah. Um, 
folks, you know, skip miles, and there's ah, I skip miles to catch up to my trail. I said, man, just hike faster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many good people out there. Um, so you said Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. fan of Bend. Where'd you guys get, uh, stay there? And did you make it to? Is it Crux Fermentation Project? No, they were closed. They yeah, were we closed got there Sunday got morning. There. So they had, I think they just full closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Stay at the Bunk and Brew. Mm-hmm. You always got to stay at the party hostel. <laughs> um, but we did try to string together our own bar crawl and hit up all the breweries and the cideries that would give out a discount or a free drink to PCT hikers. Mm-hmm. But again, this was Sunday night. So well, we were limited. Yeah, a lot of places uh, either aren't open or they close at like 6 or 7. So we went downtown to a JJ Sports Bar that had karaoke and just like shut the place down. And did you guys Instagram story that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was singing oh, yeah. some Beyonce with her other friend Twizzler. We we, um, we had a great time that night. <laughs> I saw that. Oh yeah, did you see him? This guy in his yeah, what, leopard pants. What did you sing? Baby got back. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, did. I remember it. It was so good. Did you guys save your stories to highlights? I think so. I, I have all the I videos. I need to go back and do okay. that. I started to in the desert and in the Sierras. You never had service anyway, so mm-hmm. there's. I was like, I'll worry about that later. Yeah. But yeah, yeah something I should get on. <laughs> I, I went back the other day and looked at like day one, two, and three because I just put them in as highlights for each day yeah. for like 35 days. And I was like, why don't I just do a section? Right. And, uh, it was interesting to see like my first day on the PCT. Oh. Man. Now you guys were. You guys are pretty. So you got a lot of going on social media. You got a website. Uh, what about like videos and stuff? It sounds like you have a ton of content. Where's it going to be? Yeah, um, I'd say my website is the best spot. Uh, it's a collection, so I could kind of break it down by day and have a little summary of the day. The photographs I posted or you know edited and made look extra nice. And they also have a YouTube channel, um, but all those videos are linked to the blog, and. Uh, that's probably the place to go. It's my last name is Grumman, so it's Grumanji.com, G-R-O-O-M-A-N-J-I. And from there, you can find my YouTube channel and my Instagram and all that good stuff. Cool. Yeah, I know that you, you are. Uh, well, talk about your camera setup, because I'm, I'm like an aspiring better photographer. <laughs> and what do you, what's your camera setup right now? All right, so I have a, uh, a mirrorless system, so it's... Um, you know, step above a point and shoot, but it's not as big and bulky as your typical full frame camera that you know you always see professionals lugging around. I had the Sony Alpha 6500, so the body itself weighed about a pound, and then I carried three lenses. I had a 16 to 50 millimeter. That's uh, kind of my everyday lens. It's pretty small, so it's not like a big cumbersome lens hanging off. Um, I have one of the Peak Design clips for your shoulder strap. I think that's kind of a, a standard for people carrying cameras. I also had a zoom lens that was um, 70 to 210 millimeters. And I really like that one. Some of the wildlife I was able to just really zoom in and capture. I feel like I was a, on National Geographic or something. And then for the PCT, I added a really fast aperture lens, an F2 stop, uh, strictly for star ph- photography. So that lens mostly just stayed tucked away in my backpack, but I got some some star shots. I was just blown away. You mm-hmm. could see the Milky Way clear as day. Um, some other times I downloaded a, uh, a Stargazer app so I could figure out what constellations I was looking at and also just getting some nighttime shots with light painting. So if you, you know, you're doing a long exposure to get the stars, you can use your headlamp 
and then paint light across something in the foreground to make it look really nice and illuminated. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things, um, before the AT, I didn't really know anything about photography either, and just a lot of trial and error when you start to piece it together. Yeah, I was wondering, I saw your astrophotography pictures, they turned out really, really good. I wonder, I was like, man, what's he carrying for that thing? Yeah. They, turn out, they turn out really good. Uh, what are you using for photo editing? I have Adobe Lightroom. You use Lightroom, okay. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the upgrades that I kind of made on Trail is, unfortunately now it's a monthly subscription, it's 10 bucks a month, but uh, they have a phone app, and then I shoot in raw images because it just captures a lot more information. And when you do the, the wireless transfer from your camera to your phone, you know, they have the NFC, it compresses it to a JPEG first. So on the AT, I was doing that, and I was like, wait a minute. If you really want to edit photos, you know, better, you want to edit the raw format. So I got one of those little USB sticks. You can put the SD card in, and then it has a micro USB attachments, and I could import the raw photo directly to my phone, and then edit the raw photo in Lightroom, and then export a JPEG, and uh, I feel like that, that kind of helped the pictures really just kind of pop, you know, you can crop in easier and fidget with the shadows and highlights, and just make it look more presentable. Make it look the way they do, I mean, they turn out fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> now, how was it to hike with somebody carrying a camera? Was it cumbersome, or like, did it slow you down? How did it, how did you benefit from it? I it just slowed like, me down. Yeah, it slowed him down. But like, <laughs> no, it. I love it. Like, I love all of his photos, and he's really good at it. He's definitely improved from the AT to the PCT, and it's just nice seeing him being so excited about pictures. And then sometimes at night we would go through them, and I'd help him pick pick pictures yeah. out and things. Were you the cool. Were you the star of the pictures, or was he making you take pictures of him too? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we took many pictures of yeah. each other. I mean, I definitely stuck some of her, you know. There's this amazing, <laughs> right? amazing landscape. You can see the trail just winding ahead for miles, and she's there. It's, you know, <laughs> trying to center her in that shot. Um, but we didn't really stage a whole lot of photos or, yeah. like, do, you know, like, selfie-type things. Uh, I'm mostly, like, just taking photos of the landscape and yeah. the wildlife. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see. You know, I I carried a camera. Not I'm not as good a photographer. I'm not good at editing as you are. And I didn't carry as good of a camera. But all my pictures are of other people, which is great. But that's awesome. You just kind of miss out on like, oh man, I was there too. But it, there's no pictures of me. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> so, but I'll have some some great pictures. Um, yeah, no, like one of our friends also carried a, a camera. I, I, I was constantly like bugging, like, oh hey, do you have that picture like of me doing this, or do you have that picture of all of us doing that? And <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> like, hey, can you send that to me? And it's uh, it's hard. Like, all right, I want to make it look better before I give it to you because I don't want you to post this. I want it to look better. And they're just, yeah. well, just give it to me. It's like, I can't. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did, so did you guys ever get separated, really? Yeah, a couple times. Um, yeah. Like, she had a nursing injury, so we kind of set it up. She's like, you know, I don't want to slow us down and separate us from the trail family, so I'll, I'll just take a day or two in this town and then skip ahead. Or I know... Uh, for Fourth of July, I went. I hiked from Mant Reds Meadow up to, to Tuolumne Meadows, and then I hiked back or hitched back Meadow and Mammoth, and then we stayed there for the Fourth. Yeah. And then from there, we just hitched back up to Tuolumne. And then there was a couple times like we got separated for half the day, maybe like yeah. we just had a miscommunication on where we were going to meet because we actually rarely hiked together, joined at yeah. the hip. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It'd just be like, all right, uh, you want to meet. And eight miles at this stream, and we'll stop there for lunch. Yep. All right, see ya. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs>
Go and get. It was it was perfect actually because you know you spend twenty four seven with somebody for five months almost. You don't want to lose things to talk about, so it was nice that we didn't hike attached to the hip. So that when we got back together, it's like, oh yeah, I listened to this awesome podcast. Let me tell you about it. Or like, like I know. saw Mama Bear and two cubs. Did yeah. you see him? Did you see him? She's like, damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was great. Um, but yeah, like you said, the one time I got injured, we we were separated. And then one time, out of Mike's house, we got separated for like 15 minutes, and they thought I was dead. Well, Mike's friend thought I was dead. Yeah, Mike's place. Yeah, um, how was that? So, coming into the desert, I was wearing Keens, which did not provide any ventilation. So I got blisters really, really early on and um, had very (laughs) much difficulty. And so um, by the time we got to Warner Springs, I had put at least 50 plus miles on a pair of bedrock sandals and They were great. I loved walking in them, but I wasn't wearing socks with them. So my blisters were popping and I was getting sand and like rocks and all types of crazy shit in my blisters. And so he did his initial foot surgery on me in Warner Springs. Oh, man. We got a picture here. Yeah. (laughs) So that's at Mike's place. Oh, wow. So I had gotten new shoes at Warner Springs through that awesome uh, bus lady. And got Altras. I'm sorry, this video yeah. is unbelievable. <laughs> so I got Altras, which I said I would never wear because when we did our test hike, I purchased a pair of Altras that uh, were terrible, did awful things to my feet. But I, I ended up getting the temps and I loved them. So we're walking towards Mike's place and I had a blister on the side of my foot that was just giving me major issues. So he popped it, and then I put my sandals back on. And so I walked in my sandals from wherever we took a break to Mike's place. And then we get there, and I'm like, my feet really fucking hurt. Like, this should not be a thing. So we go down, and what, can you remember his name? Off trail. Off trail, yeah. 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 What was he, the other guy's name? The uh, big guy. We only met Off Trail. Yeah, we only there. met Off Trail. Yeah, okay. There was another guy there when I was there. Yeah. So Off Trail went and got me like a, a pail so he could fill it up with some warm water. He they cleaned my feet up and he lifts my feet up. He's like, holy fucking shit. You've got a blister on the hat. Like the whole half of your foot needs to be cut off. So, yeah, because sand got inside yeah. the little cut where he popped it. So mm-hmm. there's like all this sand under the skin inside yeah. the blister and it's like that's got to come off it's, it's got to go yeah so yeah. he got rid of all of that and then he wrapped my feet up and so the next day we were deciding whether or not we wanted to keep going and i was like well we've got to keep going because there's nowhere like either we stay here or we go and i was just too eager to keep going and he's like we well, can take a break and i was like screw that so he started to walk ahead of me because he went to go get water at that at the water tank and I was just taking my time 
and I, oh no, I went first. Yeah, I was filling up water. Yeah, he was filling up water, so then I went ahead, and there was that dirt road that kind of bent around, but the trail, like, you could barely see it if you didn't know where it was, because it was, like, in bushes. And so I went up the dirt road, and I saw him behind me. I, like, turned around, and I was like, okay, good, I'm going the right way. And I kept walking, and I didn't hear him getting any closer, so I turned around again, and I was like, oh, shit, fuck, he didn't see me, and I'm going this way. So then I go down, I go out, find the trail, he's nowhere around, and I'm just calling, I'm like, space jam, space jam, and he's, like, not responding, of course, so then I was like, shit, okay, did he go, did he go back and think that I went back to Mike's, or did he go ahead? So I went a little bit down towards the, the, um, the water tank, because the first thing that I thought was, okay, if he did go ahead and think I'm just ahead, he has all the water, I need to get water. So I went to the water tank, got water, then went back and couldn't find him. And so I was like, oh shit, okay, well, he's See, probably my gone. My this story, <laughs> I crossed the dirt road for like somewhere in the 10 seconds when she was out of sight. So I was on the actual trail, uh, which again crosses the same dirt road like half a mile yeah. up. Yeah. And I didn't catch up to her then, so I was like, all right, this is weird. Maybe I'll stop and wait. If she somehow got behind me, maybe she like went off trail to take a leak really quick or something. So I was sitting there waiting, and then since she went back to get water, it just took too long. So I was like, all right, she must just be hiking really fast. And I hiked on even further. And then it starts to wrap around um, up through this little notch, and you can see like at least the next mile of trail. And I was like, there's no way she made it up this hill already. Yeah. So that's when I dropped my pack, and then I went down. I was like, all right, maybe she's on the dirt road. So I took the dirt road back to Mike's place, and by this time she'd already gotten her water and went on the regular Yeah, <laughs> so we just barely missed each other. So we passed each other. each other, and I don't see any sign of her. She's in her temps now. You know, like half the PCT's wearing yeah. temps or ultras, so like footprints don't help. <laughs> so I talked to Off Trail, and he's just like, had, he had this like bug out bag ready to go with binoculars and water. He's like, people die out here, man. Let's go. So me and I'm him really take it. off, and uh, we walk the dirt road and get back to that intersection. And I was like, all right. Uh, I'll run ahead. He's like, your backpack have a whistle? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. If you find her up ahead, blow the whistle three times. I'll wait for her here. If I find her, I'll blow the whistle three times. And then she was waiting in my backpack. <laughs> and we're just like, I was like, where the hell were you? She's like, well, you know, I went the wrong way. What had happened was. <laughs> yeah. So I blew the whistle three times, and I guess Offer just went back and yeah. started making pizzas for the next group. <laughs> yeah. You guys got pizzas when you were there? Oh, oh yeah. my God, yeah. It was awesome. Did you get a grilled cheese sandwich? No. <laughs> so the gentleman did not receive grilled cheese sandwiches, but the ladies did. He was like, I'm making grilled cheese sandwiches for the ladies. I was like, all right. What? Yeah. You got hosts, In- Ryan. Interesting you place. Hosts. Yeah. Now you got the the Tiger Wall is a freestanding tent, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you guys camped out and successfully put your tent up without breaking a tent stake, unlike myself. The the ground there was rock hard. Mm. It was so hard. I we actually cowboy, cowboy camped camp on the that porch, night. the back mm-hmm. porch. Okay. Did you guys cowboy camp a lot? No. Not as much as, in hindsight, that I wish we would have done. Yeah. I wish we would have done more so cowboy. So she is an absolute magnet for mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Like I never <laughs> needed any sort of bug repellent. She was it for me. If she, if she was anywhere near me, the mosquitoes yeah. would just annihilate her and leave me untouched. 
So there's maybe a night where I was like, yeah, it's cowboy camp. She's like, no, I've seen two mosquitoes. So as soon as I go to sleep, they're going to swarm to me. I'm putting the tent up. And at that point, I'm like, well, I might as well sleep in the tent if it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't cowboy camp a whole lot. But. And I, I was doing my best to avoid using DEET the whole time. If I did use DEET, we could have done that more often. But, yeah. It's basically a bottle of skin cancer. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> I did not avoid DEET. I, yeah. It's hard. It is hard. I eventually got some, but it was toward the very end of the Sierras. And that's when I got my ass kicked in the Sierras. Oh, my God. How did you guys like the Sierras? What, you know, how did it go for you? When, when did you guys get When did you guys get to Kennedy Meadows, Sal? 20th, June 15th. Right? 15th. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. June how was 15th. the snow? I was there. I left June 2nd. So I was like, you know, still a little bit ahead of you guys. Yeah. Like, how was the snow? How were the creeks? Uh, uh, it was, really was never an issue. Like, we didn't need an, an axe or crampons. The only... Snow patch was going over Mirror Pass was the mm-hmm. only time there's any sort of like choose your own adventure, like trying to pick your way through the snow mounds. Most of the time it was 50 yards tops of yeah. the snow, but you know, the footpath was very clear and obvious. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Did you guys do Whitney? Yep. Yeah. What time did you, when did you get there? We got there at separate different, yeah. <laughs> different times. So we left, I think, at 1230 at night. Because, um, you know, you can't camp by Guitar Lake anymore. You have to camp mm-hmm. at Crabtree Meadows, so it just adds miles. And we were hiking, and Sea Lion's not a morning person, let alone like a 12.30 a.m. morning person. Oh, I'm the worst night hike. I'm terrible at night hiking. And I was really, really dead set about getting up there for sunrise to do a time lapse. So as we're kind of passing Guitar Lake and starting up the switchbacks, um not an argument, but I was like, babe, we got to get moving. She's like, well, just go then. Like, I'm I'm not making it. I'm not going to make it. Just leave me. So I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> so I ran yeah. up the mountain, um, got there maybe with 10 minutes to spare. Really? Saw the sunrise, which was really awesome, and everyone's, you know, cold as shit. Like, you're in all your layers. You're wrapped up in your sleeping bag. And then people started leaving, and I was like, all right, it's been like an hour since I've been up here. I think the sea line should be here by now. So I started to head back down to like, you know, see if I can see her uh, crossing the windows or anything. And that was right when she was topping out. And I was like, all right, you made it. So then we, I was not well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was scary. Um, there was that weird, huge fucking snow mound we got to a point and I'm looking around like, where the hell is the trail? And I'm looking and I was like, oh, so <laughs> you're expecting me to go over this thing. So I did that and then I was just catching um, altitude. I don't think I got altitude sickness, but I was definitely getting shortness of breath. So it was taking me a lot longer to just get there. And I remember just keep checking my phone and being like, all right, I'm point four. Okay, it's been ten minutes. I'm only at point three. <laughs> like, yeah, but it was beautiful once we got up there. We spent a bit of time up there and took our time getting down, but it was gorgeous. Yeah, the scenery coming down, so you, it's yeah. you know, just as pretty. Whitney was so worth it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. worth it. Um, I loved it. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorite summits. I mean, you do a lot of passes, but how was Forster? Oh, did, awesome. did it feel different than Whitney? 
Yeah. We gotta go sledding down Forester, so <laughs> you guys did get to Glissade Sound? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was oh, completely yeah. full of joy when that happened. So I thought yeah. we just were too late and we weren't because I like briefly saw a video of it before and kind of knew it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I crossed over that sketchy notch, which which I heard sometimes it would, it'll just shoot out like some it's killed people before. When you're crossing before going over, there's right like before. three switchbacks before you hit the top, and you have to walk under that big ice chunk, basically. Yeah, I'll show you the picture of when we did it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was a magical day. That, that day was probably my favorite day, because that's right before Kearsarge yep. Pass, yeah. uh, which that whole day was incredible. So we did... Uh, uh, Forester, we had like a little snow fight before that. Snowball fight. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, we sledded down. Maybe aired our butts out, and then we drop into Kings Canyon, and it's like, holy hell, what is this place? Is this like, real life? Yeah. yeah. We, like, we said that, yelled at each other a lot of times yeah. this year. I was like turning a cord. Like, what is this? Do you see this? <laughs> Movie set? Yeah. Is this real? Life? Yeah, that's, a good, that's good. So that was probably your favorite day. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And then after that, we, uh, of course, were trying to get into Bishop and hit an awesome trail magic. This was, was also the day? on June 21st, which is the summer solstice it's and hike naked day. day. Did we partake? Yeah. Good um, for you guys. Heck yeah. After we got like below 10,000 feet, so it's still pretty chilly up in Forester <laughs> Pass, and I'm not going sledding on a bare ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Snow enema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I only did it for maybe 15, 20 minutes because, again, the mosquitoes started to kill me. Um, but then we we got to Kearsarge Pass, and we're planning to camp what is it, Onion Valley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we got down there, and we're like, okay, it's probably not going to be an issue with getting a campsite, and so we go down, and there's a shit ton of people, and so there was no one to even talk to about getting a campsite, so we were just looking around and trying to ask people things, and we came upon a, an empty campsite, and this lady comes over, and she's like, oh yeah, this is our we have this for our friends and we're like, Oh yeah, we're through hikers. We're just, we were just trying to stay for the night. And they're like, Oh yeah, they're not coming until tomorrow. You guys are totally welcome to stay here. So we did. And then it just kept rolling. Like they were incredible. They let us cook um, marshmallows with them. They fed us. They gave us rum and Cokes. And in the morning, they cooked us breakfast, and we, like, hung out with them for a little bit before going in. It was just an overall, like, really magical day. Yeah. So you guys stayed at Bishop. How did you access Bishop whenever you, whenever yeah, you were we Bishop? we had a trail okay. angel. I think his name was Josh. Um, yeah. He does a lot of shuttles, mostly to Independence. Uh-huh. And he, he picked us up and then looked for some other hikers, and we couldn't find anyone. And then on the way down to Independence, he was like, 
Actually, I, I, I think he had to go to Bishop's or something in the coming days. He's like, oh, I was taking the whole way. Okay, so you accessed Bishop through Kearsarge. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I did uh, Bishop Pass Trail, which was ter- like twice as long as uh, oh. Kearsarge. Yeah, and I think I saw a note that's like not maintained at all. And it was That was the sketchiest part of the trail. <laughs> wow. And there was like yeah. a lot of snow. There was like six dead deer on the middle of the trail from Eek. an avalanche. It was crazy. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so that was your best day. What about, what was your worst day on the trail? <laughs> I guess I we have the same one. Everybody's yeah. got them. This is our um, rain day. Right around Glacier Peak uh, was when we kind of heard, heard on the forecast rain was on its way. And it started to hit the night before we camped at Reflection Pond and then woke up and it was just raining the entire day. So we had a little bit of like an up and a huge drop down past a lot of really beautiful waterfalls and just lush greenery everywhere, just raining. And then you're on the valley floor for a bit, and the trail is just flooded. There's puddles everywhere. There's down trees yeah. you had to hop over. And it was raining heavy enough. We didn't want to, like, stop to cook food because you have to unpack and wait and stand still. So we just kind of quickly grabbed snacks and were eating. Then the bridge over Kennedy Creek was, like, broken in half. So you had to, like, walk down this, like, decline, and the water was, like, filling over the middle and kind of, like, jump across to the other half and walk back up. And then there was a rock, I remember this, at mile 2,513. There was a big rock overhanging the trail that had gave us a dry spot. So we stopped there for an, another snack, and then the sun came out, and it just felt amazing. But the, the last part of the hike is when it got really bad, because it kept raining. We got over the final climb, and then the trail was just flooded everywhere. It was, like, constantly inches deep, like rapids were going down. We were planning a camp at uh, Mika Lake, and by the time we got there, it started hailing, and it was super windy, so we're like, now nah, let's keep going, and I quickly tried to check, and I'm like, oh yeah, it says something about campsites down at Mill Creek at the bottom, and it's starting to get dark, starting to get cold, so we're like hiking really fast, trying not to slip down the trail, it's flooded, and we get to this first creek, and we can see the logs that used to be there for like a footbridge all washed out. And it's really silty, so you can't tell how deep it is. And we're like, I don't want to cross that right now. So we turn around. We can't find anything that could possibly pass as a campsite. And we're like, okay. We can either hike two miles and a 1,000 feet uphill back to Mika Lake, Lake, bleh, Mika Lake and camp in the hill. Or we can cross this damn river and keep going to Mill Creek. So we kind of just found a spot. And we're like, all right, you, let's just go for it. Yeah. And it got... Not quite knee-deep, but almost there, and then that cold water just you know, soaking your feet, and we're just really cold for the rest of the way down Mill Creek. No campsites anywhere we, we could find. Check my phone again, and it's like this huge, I think, four-and-a-half-mile, 2,000-foot climb to the next listed campsite, and by now it's like 10 o'clock, and we're like, I do not want to do that. Uh, then her headlamp died, mm-hmm. and when it rains, she can't wear her glasses, so she's like, all right. I'm just going to have to follow you. I'm useless, you and, like, <laughs> yeah. Walk right behind you. So I'm holding a headlamp, going up these switchbacks, like shining it in front of me a little bit and behind me so she can see a little. And we just slowly pick her way up. And there was one comment that said, like a mile past Mill Creek, there is a turnoff to a privy or like a, a pit toilet. Mm-hmm. And there's room for one tent. And we're like, please, God, let that spot be open. So we finally get to the sign. It's like, toilet, this way. And we're like, oh, and walk down. And sure enough, there's a spot that, like, barely fit the yeah. tent. 
and we were just like freezing because we didn't really eat much all day, trying to like thaw our fingers out enough to set the tent up, and then you know climb inside the tent after you get your wet clothes off and leave them in the vestibule and not get anything inside wet. And yeah, it's just yeah. And then with the both of us <laughs> being like so fucking tall, it was it was terrible. It was not an easy feat. And at that point, we were both just like, all right, just get everything off and just throw it out there because everything's wet anyway. So, like, screw it. But we survived. It felt good. We slept in the next day or at least waited for a bit. Yeah. We were planning to wake up at 6 because we wanted to do a 30-mile day. One, so we can say we did a 30-miler in every state. And then two, so we'd be set up to make the uh, ferry to Sahican. And, oh, like, yeah. and catch our trail family because we're all like, all right, we're riding the ferry on Monday morning. And everyone's like, all right, yeah, sounds good. So I set the alarm at 6, and it went off, and we both were just like, looked nope. at each other. <laughs> That's <a> solid no. <laughs> yeah. You good? I'm good. Yeah. You're yeah. Good. yeah. yeah. So we'll just night hike. Uh, if it's not raining, yeah. I'm fine night hike. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was hands down the worst day. That was extreme type 2 fun. Because yeah. you're both sitting here talking about it, and it's yeah. like, you're both smiling now. Yeah. You live. As well as, well, yeah. I kind of knew in the back of my head, like, this is going to be a fun story, but right now, yeah. like, I could barely like, open my hands, or just kind of, like, claw-gripped, you know, around your trekking poles, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, um, did you guys ever have any thoughts or conversations about going home, or not finishing, or? Um, I definitely had mm-hmm. times where I wasn't sure I would be able to finish mentally physically I knew I could do it um and for a couple couple reasons um one I was worried at least slightly worried about like my feet and my knees because I had quite a few physical issues especially toward the beginning once I got over that I felt a lot better um, but socially, being for everyone who's listening, you can't tell because you're not watching that I am a black woman, and it was difficult for me to not have people who I could immediately relate to um, culturally. So that was definitely something I struggled with a lot, um, especially in the beginning, um, probably up and through the Sierras until we solidified a pretty solid, awesome trail family. Um, That was definitely rough for me. And uh, I I never... So I used that that fact of, of being one of the only black people and, quite frankly, often the only black woman people have seen out on the trail as a motivator. So I decided not to let that be a hindrance to me. And I used it to be like, all right, well, I've taught young black girls who don't even know what the hell hiking is, but I can at least be someone who can provide that example to them. And that was what kept me going. That's so awesome because I was I was like, oh, next question is going to be, yeah. you know, how did you overcome it? That was it. That's there so were great. there were quite a few times that I was just like, I, in in certain instances where people I could tell people wanted to be like, so are you hiking? But like not wanting to sound like they were saying what they were trying to say, 
and then having actual an actual person be like, oh, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm hiking just like you, pal. Like, I'm not visiting somebody. And he was a whole character. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely became a sense of motivation for me. That's good. I wondered how you guys would, like, stay, you know, stay positive. That's that's good that you were able to turn it around and, mm-hmm. and do, like, a huge positive. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but, yeah. Yeah. Did you have, a, you have any days that you were going to thought about quitting? No. Nah, nah. What about <laughs> no. on the AT? Same. I mean, there's probably each trail, maybe one or two days getting up north mm-hmm. where you, you start to just feel like, I'm over this, you know, like, my just body's hurt, I'm tired all the time. Like, I really, you know, you start to miss the, the simple things at home, you know. But uh, it never was great enough to make me think, like, ah, I might quit, or I don't think I'd finish. I've just always been very kind of hard-headed and being like, I don't care, I'm finishing, you know. Yeah. How do you think you guys were, you know, hiking as a couple just throws a whole new set of issues and, and positives and negatives. Like, what do you think you guys made you so successful? We... We really are best friends. Um, he is very patient. Um, I'd like to think I'm very patient in return. And we got a lot better at communicating with one another. I think that's a huge uh, monkey wrench, puts a huge monkey wrench into a lot of people's relationships is not being able to communicate in general, let alone being with each other for five months straight. Um, And so it was just definitely being able to say, like, I need some time by myself or, you know, you frustrated me when you did this thing and we talk about it and we move past it and then we go laugh and have fun and it's over. Um, And then also, again, the, the not being constantly attached to each other's hips. It was very important to the both of us to, to remain individuals while we were out there. So you guys found a really good balance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, this reminds me of a funny story. So our friends uh, would sometimes try to like give us a celebrity name, Space Jam and Sea Lion. So it's like, oh, yeah, Space Lion. You're like, oh, that sounds badass, Space Lion. But sometimes they'd flip it the other way and call it Sea Jam, which <laughs> sounds absolutely <laughs> repulsive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, I have a hard enough time dealing with myself, like just being out there. But I can see that you guys look back so fondly on it, and it doesn't sound like there was a lot of friction. You know, I think that you guys definitely have a ton of information for other couples. Like, you guys should be the go-to people for any couple. What's up? Are, we charge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay for that Competitive rates. Give me yeah. my PayPal. Yeah. 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 So Bitcoin, anything. Yeah. yeah. You can send me food. Yeah, you can yeah, pay rate. in bars. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so if you guys uh, had a week that you could go to any section of the trail, what would it be? And and I'll throw another one. And okay. I'll see, Lana. I'll let you answer first. <laughs> and he can't say the same place. Okay, good. <laughs> Take that. Where would you go? Um, I would go. I would start at the Three Sisters Wilderness. So probably Three Sisters to Mount Hood. 
I would do that yeah. again. Why, why was that? Um, so we had a lot of smoke from all the wildfires in Northern California and Southern Oregon. And we got to Crater Lake and it was still super smoky, like we could barely see the lake. And so after a couple of weeks of smoke, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this has got to end. So we get to Three Sisters Wilderness and it's just like, oh, my God, it's like heaven. And it's gorgeous, obviously. And um, just being able to see all those different mountain ranges every day was just just touched my heart. (laughs) Yeah, I just thinking about it just makes me feel good. Yeah, and I loved Oregon. Oregon was definitely my favorite sec- my favorite part of the trail overall. Um, and probably after that, if I had, if I could choose a second, a cl- very close second, and he's not going to choose this anyway, <laughs> it would be anywhere in the desert. Anywhere in the desert. Yeah, you're the first person to bring up a desert section. I loved like a lot of the time when I think back on the trail and some of my favorite parts or when I have dreams about the trail, it's often the desert. And I just find the desert to be so beautiful because there's so much life in such a very desolate place. You don't really, a lot of people don't think of the desert as, as being full of life, but there's so much stuff there. And overall, people in, in general were so excited starting and everyone was just like yeah we're doing it man we're just gonna make the kitty meadows and just that whole vibe behind the desert i just really loved that camaraderie the water caches were great yeah just overall yeah. i love the desert yeah there's a lot of a lot of really good things about mm-hmm. the desert um but you were the first person who would say eh, i'd like to go back to the desert i, would totally I think that it would be interesting to go back to the first hundred miles of the desert or, you know, the first hundred miles of the Appalachian Trail as soon as you get done and just go do it again just mm-hmm. to see what it's like and you'd have such a different experience in yeah. those first hundred <laughs> after doing, you know, 2,500 yeah. or, you know, 1,200 or 2,100 miles. Mm-hmm. What about you, Space Jane? Where would you go? You got you got two trails to tell me about. All right. Well, she definitely took mine for the, the PCT. Um, <laughs> I just love that section having, you know, I like, knew uh, he would. That's why I call him a sucker. Mountain, like the <laughs> individual unique looking peak you kind of just went straight at for yeah. like two days but um i might be boring after that it'd be a sierra's i mean that's everyone's favorite or i might do washington again um i'm not sure if you can make it in a week but goat rocks was where we hit some of our first rain mm-hmm. um the clouds parted just enough when we were coming down the night's edge you could see like the big valleys and then they all closed in so I'd really like to be able to see that again. And then also around Glacier Peak, it was just constant fog and clouds. So if, if you could hit both of those again, I think I'll, I'll like to do that section just to, you know, see it in nice weather. Yeah, we Goat Rocks is the number one answer, Goat Rocks. Oh. Yeah, uh, Goat Rocks and Sierras. And, and there's also in Goat Rocks we could do the section of the trail that was closed because that reroute yeah. was some bullshit. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that reroute. So we did, uh, that day we did 44. Jeez. And it was an. It, I was. I had a. Do you guys know what an NBD is? 
nervous breakdown. <laughs> Aww. I had a there was a pickle party. I had a pity party for myself, and it was only a pickle, piddle, piddle. pickle pity party. <laughs> it was probably a half a mile from the road, which we were now night hiking mm-hmm. essentially to get to, because mm-hmm. then nobody knew where they were at. You know, it was yeah. just everybody's just trying to get to the roadway, and we took a wrong turn, even though we followed the signs, and we didn't see anything in the go rocks. It was terrible. So that that whoever at least did the signage on that reroute, and I hope they get a paper cut between their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't wish them any personal harm, but that, <laughs> but that, that paper cut that paper fucking cut. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about on the AT? What, what, where would you go to? Um, that's another tough one. I'd, I'd probably do the whites. Uh, just the view is really great, and I feel like that's one part of the trail that just kind of kicked my ass, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, it was – up north, your body's really starting to wear down, and then you just get these insanely steep climbs, just up and down and up and down, no switchbacks, <laughs> terrible trail conditions, and uh, also had some rain up there, so it'd be nice to kind of redo that. Uh, but my favorite single part would be the Dragon's Tooth in Virginia. Um, I, I think kind of under the I think it's called the Virginia Triple Crown mm-hmm. is where you hit uh, Tinker Cliffs, McAfee Knob, and Dragon's Tooth just all in one day. Yeah. Or one trip at least. But I really like climbing up Dragon's Tooth. That was just fun and the views cool. are great. Yeah, White Mountains. Uh, that's the most common. 18. Yeah. It's just beautiful. You guys got to go. Nanda, you got to go. So good. Come in. you then. Um, so what was your typical day like? Uh, you talked about trying to do a 30-mile day. You know, you guys were... Um, hiking together, but not all day, every day. What was your typical day like? You know, did you have mileage goals, or was it like, let's just do this? How'd it go? Yeah, pretty much day by day, we would have an idea, like, all right, let's try to do 25, because, you know, there's, like, two big climbs, but then there's this campsite near water that would be, like, a good target. And then from there, we would kind of break it into smaller sections, like, all right, let's just stop about every eight miles where there's water, or, like, let's stretch this to a 13-mile march, and then take a longer break. Um, mornings are only started with me trying to get going, and like I said earlier, she's not a morning person, so like, come on, let's go. And she's like, yeah, it's five minutes, come on. <laughs> That's me too, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Our hikes just count. <laughs> and then uh, we got ruthlessly efficient about taking the tent up and down. You know, with two people putting the tent up, it's just like mm-hmm. super fast. So when we got to camp, it would just be like, Tent set up, boom, blow up air pads, boom, start cooking in, I feel like, 30 minutes. Like, we'd be fed and ready for bed from when we dropped our packs. Yeah, I was wondering about how you would handle chores and things like that, if you'd mm-hmm. split things up. But we did sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It'd be like, uh, she would build the house, and I would go fetch water and filter <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd come back and complain about where I put the tent. He's a bougie campsite. <laughs> Person. See, on the Appalachian Trail, <laughs> okay. I, was, I handled the whole thing and loved it. So I was kind of butthurt that I'd be a ground peasant on the PCT. <laughs> but you can't really share a hammock. And um, I was actually thinking that after the desert, I was going to ship my hammock out and sleep in that and leave her with a tent. But then I mean, it just got silly because, you know, we, yeah. we're compatible on it. It's split weight. You know, it's a pound each. There's yeah. tent sites everywhere on the PCT, and even out of the desert, there's definitely spots where it's like, there's really no good trees to hang from right here. So I'm going to tell you the real reason he didn't want to bring his, his hammock, because he likes to steal my body heat. 
<laughs> He's like, we're going up north. Hmm. <laughs> so you're the warm one. Yeah. But I'm always cold, so I'm always giving off my body heat. Yeah. yeah. I forgot that you hammocked on the AT. I should have known that because I had, I still have that Jeep. I believe oh, yeah. my Jeep. <laughs> so, so, tell them about this, how we yeah, met. I was about to say, yeah. I share the story yeah. when we met. Uh, it was right before Boiling Spur, or, um, Duncannon. Yep. Right before Duncannon. Uh, Pickle and a bunch of his buddies that hiked the AT the year before were throwing a long trail magic, I think, throughout their five days. A couple of like the second. It was like a big, long, a long weekend. Yeah. And, uh, See, the, the group I was hiking with, we kind of splintered up a little bit. Uh, a lot of people stayed at the last shelter, and I was like, nah, I'm going to push it. I want to like, get to town, or I want to get to the next shelter. I don't think it's going to rain. Like, five minutes after leaving, it starts pouring. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm wet. If I turn around, I'm still going to be wet. So I just kept going, and I get to this road, and there's these guys with a pop-up tent. They're like, hey, come on out of the rain, man. We got some beers. So I'm like, fuck yeah, trail magic. <laughs> So like I sit down with them, and we're having beers, and it's still raining, and still raining, and they're like, yeah, so, you know, we're going to be camping out all weekend, and we're going to be here tonight if you wanted to stay, and I was like, nah, like, you know, I wanted to hit this shelter, I think when the rain lets up, I'm going to I'm gonna head out, and I'm like, well, do you know what's for breakfast, where we're going to have for breakfast tomorrow? I was like, what? Well, we're going to make some sausages, and some pancakes, and some eggs, and we're going to make a shitload of white Russians, and I was like, huh, well, I hammock, so there's no good trees around here, and then... It was like, all right, you can hang out the corner of my Jeep in that one tree right there. And I was like, done, I'm in. <laughs> so I stayed with them all night, you know, drinking beers, having a great time, woke up. Breakfast was just as they described it. It was delicious. And then all the other hikers start catching up in the morning who were at the shelter and, and beyond. And I'm still there. So then hanging out with them. And then eventually I'm like, all right, guys, you know, I've been, I got here last night. So at this point I've been there like 12 hours. And I was like, I, I think I should go. 13 hours. Ah, I'm going to get good. 14 hours. For real, I'm going to go this time. I went to leave. I think Pickles, hey, where are you going, man? Like, here, why don't you have my chair? This nice reclining <laughs> camp chair. And I'll, okay, I'll grab you a beer. And I was like, okay. And then after that, I went to leave. They're like, oh, we shouldn't leave yet because our friend's showing up with a deep fryer. And he's going to make some hand-cut french fries. I was like, fuck. All right, I'll stick around a little bit. And it just became a game to him. Like, let's try to keep him here 24 hours. <laughs> And I think when it was all said and done, I hit 17 or 18 hours at, at one trail magic. <laughs> the good side of a well well thought out trail magic. It was definitely a game for us. We were like, we're going to get this guy to be in our group now. <laughs> we're going to get him to join He's us. He's just going to be the trail magic yeah. guy. Yeah. The hiker who never yeah. left. I think I literally was like planning a jailbreak when I when I left. I like waited, so like one went to the bathroom and like one has back turned working on burgers, and I was like, "This is my window." That's the way he shows up with a beer. <laughs> he pops up behind you, like, "Hey man, where are you going?" Hey, I see you. You forgot something. That beer in the cooler. So that was That's man. awesome. Yeah, that was that was really good. It, it was. Uh, it was cool to hear that, you know, follow you follow along and see you finished 18 and find out that you guys were going to be on the PCT. I wish I had known previously that you were living so so darn close. Yeah. But um, that trail magic will continue in 2019. So 4th of July-ish, keep that in mind. You're cool. welcome to come and have fun with us because it was good. It was. We had as much fun as everybody else. Probably mm-hmm. more. Probably. <laughs> oh, you're about to go hiking. Yeah. We're not. No. We're not gonna. We're not gonna shower. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, so you guys are definitely welcome. If you're going to be, be around yeah. for that, you're welcome to come up with us. It'll, it'll be fine. Yes, I'm please. certain this won't be the last time I see you. But, of um, course not. So typical day, you know, you're talking, you know, 25 miles or so. Um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, did you guys do like any, you talked about doing 30-mile days. Did you do like 24-hour challenge or any of those weird things that people do? <laughs> we 24, did. 24, 24, 24. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we didn't do it in the desert, though. Yeah, okay. I feel like I knew that. Yeah, the desert, um, you know, the Andersons at Casa de Luna were like, we're sick of all these drunk people showing up. You're not welcome to stay here if you do that. Also, it's the desert, so it's like, why would you risk dehydration, you know, at that point? Mm-hmm. So uh, our buddy Moose looked ahead, and he found a 24-mile stretch leaving Ashland to uh, Hyatt Lake Resort. is like an even 24 miles. It's in Oregon. There's plenty of water sources everywhere so we're like all right let's just do it up there and uh then we did <laughs> yeah and uh our strategy so for anyone that doesn't know this challenge i did follow i followed this instagram story <laughs> this is good you guys are great so good um so the challenge is you have to hike 24 miles within 24 hours and also drink 24 beers and you have to carry the beers as you hike so there's obviously strategy that can go in because a lot of people just think, oh, I could walk one mile, you know, every hour and drink one beer, but carrying 24 beers is really heavy. So we front-loaded it. Um, Moose, Midge, myself, and Squirrel all attempted the full 24. Mm-hmm. Sea Lion, um, another friend we know, Pickle Pacer, mm-hmm. and Twizzler uh, all did a 12-beer challenge. And, and Shark. And Shark. Sorry, Shark. Didn't mean leave you out. Love you, Shark. <laughs> but we started with a power hour. So, like, right off the bat, eight beers oh, yeah. done before you hike a mile. And then uh, this very awesome Canadian man, the captain, who I'm sure a lot of hikers have met, very generous guy, uh, gave us a ride to the trailhead. And then we drank another few beers there. I think I had 14 or 15 beers before we hiked at all. Yeah. So that first rest of the day was very drunk and we were just people were dropping shit everywhere and like got separated moose went and passed out in the bush for a while and yeah we made it about 12 miles the first day and then the next day i woke up and it's like all right i have like six hours to go 12 miles and drink six beers and at that point it's easy so i i didn't really think it was that challenging but i'm a big drinker yeah you are you're if i were to do it again i'd say it has to be like or one calendar day. So it's like if you wake up, like, you know, midnight to midnight. We kind of did ours from, like, 1230 to 1230 yeah. uh, With the in the afternoon. Yeah. So, yeah, you have that sleep in the middle, which really, really helps. It's like a reset button. Yeah, that's a good I, – I saw that you guys were – I was like, man, he's got a lot of beers drank already. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty smart. That's it good. was so funny because we, we did the power hour. We get to the trailhead. And then we're like, all right, we should, you know, go down there. <laughs> so it's like point zero one, and then everybody drops their backpacks, and we drink some more. And then our two, our two friends, Twizzler and Squirrel, get into this big fight because <laughs> because Twizzler kept stealing some of his beers because she didn't like the ones that she had. So he sees that she's drinking one of his beers, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she's like. But, and she's German. She's incredible. And she's like, what? I'm just drinking just a beer. It's fine. Whatever. And he's like, no, those are mine. And she's like, I'll get you another one. And he's like, from where? <laughs> like, we're back on the trail. 
<laughs> we're all just looking like, what's happening? Because we're all drunk by this point. And then she goes and gives him one, and he just, like, of course, just, like, melts and just starts laughing. But then everybody's losing shit. He lost his phone, had to go back and get it. Squirrel couldn't get himself together. We all separated, and then Shark sends me a text, like, I promise we're trying, and Squirrel's, like, sprawled out on the ground (laughs) with a beer in his hand and this picture, just, like, not well. I was surprised we all, like, made it back to each other within the day, but... Oh my god, it was such a great time. Yeah, you look like uh, you, you guys look like it was fun. <laughs> what yeah, was the beer of choice? I went with natural light. Natty light. It's straight water, and that, that was our go-to beer in college because it was so cheap, and you could, you know, pound twenty-four of them, and yeah. it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I did tap. Baby, the yeah. blue ribbon. Yeah. You are a through liker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, PBR is the official beer of yeah. July. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do the, uh, we didn't, uh, some of the guys I did, they did another Joe Dirt challenge, and it was interesting, but. Yeah. Uh, What's the Joe Dirt challenge? It's like 12, 12, you have to get a 12-pack under $12, and you have to drink all of them and keep the cans in, like, good condition, and then whenever you get to oh. town, you have to have it judged but you can you have to give one beer away, and then you get the beer you know the can back, and you have to carry that. And uh, you can sabotage people mm-hmm. like your your twelve pack has to be visible at all times, and people would just like smash other people's cans. <laughs> Pretty interesting. That does sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have any weird animal encounters or anything, or people that just freaked you out? Anything that really freaked us out. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a normal like deer at night, and you hear the footsteps. Like, what is that bear? Nah, it's just a fucking deer. Mm-hmm. I saw a mountain lion. Did you? In the desert. Um, that was scary. He like just went across the trail, and then disappeared. And so I was like stuck in my tracks for at least five minutes because I was mm-hmm. like, "There's no fucking way I'm going past where he just came from." Um, that was probably the most sketchy animal I saw. And then there weren't, like, creepy or weird people, but they were, like, interesting, like, eccentric people. Um, there is one guy, I won't say his name, but he, he had, I think he had a thing about women passing him on the trail. It's like a young guy. And, um... We were we did this big climb and he was ahead of me and Station was ahead of him and uh, then I started to get my stride and so I was like all right I'm going I'm out of here and I could see him like he could I guess could hear me coming and he'd turn around and look like peek over his shoulder and literally start running. <laughs> What are you doing? So it is like the funniest thing, and I'm like trying so hard not to laugh out loud because I know that he'd hear me. But like I could, there's like dust clouds because he's like running on loosely packed soil, and his backpack is like rocking back and forth because he's like literally running. And then I'm just like, all right, well then I keep walking. And then I catch up to him again. He looks back again and runs again. And he does that like three or four times until he decides, all right, I'm going to pretend like I need to tie my shoe. <laughs> and like, let's move by. 
bro, it's all it's all good. Yeah. We're it's like we're not in a race. We're just out here. Like it's okay. Yeah, I passed him you know, right before she did, <laughs> and he just like glanced back and saw me, and you know, normal, just stepped to the side. I was like, "Hey, how you doing? Good. Thanks yeah. for coming by." He was like, "Not a second one yeah, of these bitches." She tried. Yeah, like, no, you will not. Um, yeah, that's probably that was just super funny. And then uh, anybody else? Any other? I can't really think of anything else. Like, every mat was just pretty awesome in general. Yeah. Yeah, how was the hitching? Oh, it was great. Yeah. No, had time. you hitchhiked before? I haven't. Ooh. Uh, shout out to Ghost. Yeah. I love Ghost. Scissor crossings, Julian. He was my first, second, and third hitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he was to Julian great. back down, and then he jumped ahead on the trail. Yeah. And gave us another hitch. Uh, it was out of Warner Springs, Warner Springs yeah. to that golf course. Oh, yep. how was the golf course? Did you guys eat there? We yeah, did. we ate there. Tell me all about that. <laughs> they make you sit outside, which I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, we needed to. We were gross. Um, uh, yeah, food was good. Service was, was fine. Was it? Yeah. Man, you guys are lucky. Yeah, and we made, uh, that's when, um, I don't know if his name stayed Snow White, uh, but there was a guy who was hiking around the same time, with us around the same time, and a bluebird just kept coming to him and he kept feeding it and it was like straight out of, out of a Disney movie it was so beautiful so his name became Snow White I don't know if he kept it I hope he did yeah so was it not a good experience for you oh man it was, was terrible it? oh no <laughs> so we had um yeah that's early in the trail mile maybe is that around 100 it's like 100 yeah like 101 yeah. I think yeah. maybe and um uh, Warner Springs the community area was just packed with hikers and we ended up going to the to the uh, the golf course for for breakfast. Yeah. And we got there, and a, a big table had been set for like twenty people. There was like eight or eight of us could go in, and it took us forty five minutes to get our own coffee. Oh wow! She came over and bought like two menus and left, and there was a huge thing. And no, at no point did she do anything helpful. And, you know, I've worked in food service several times. Pretty much everybody at the table had been in food service. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, she did not make $10 in tips for the whole table. Yeah. And it was like, you did it. And she kind of, like, tried to give me grief because I was kind of quiet. And uh, I just like, oh, yeah, honey, I worked in food service, too. And I was like, you did a terrible job. And yeah. she made some excuses. And mm -hmm. It was funny because whenever we got to Mike's place, shortly thereafter, a day or two, um, there was actually conversation about while I was there, what occurred with the, the waitress mm -hmm. and stuff. And, uh, that guy off trail, mm -hmm. him and I talked about it and he asked if, if I was Chris, I said, no, actually Chris was sitting two seats away from me. And I he goes, what happened? I said, I'll tell you this, the other side of the story. And he was like, man, rumor spread fast. He goes, we heard an exact opposite side of that story. I said, look, I don't have any skin in the game. I said, I don't care what people out here think yeah. of me, but this is what happened. And he was like, man, that sucks, dude. I'm like, yeah, that's why she didn't get any tips from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it so. sucks that I feel like it snowballs because she's like, oh, hikers are trash. They don't tip well. So yeah. then she doesn't care to, you know, the next group yeah. to serve. And then it's probably just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And it's like, you need to stop this. You know? <laughs> I will say I did not stiff her. <laughs> a lot of people Good did. Job. Yeah. <laughs> a Good lot of people you. did. I was like, no, I don't want to be able to look back. I'm like, man, I should have gave her a tip. Yeah. It wasn't big, but she got a tip. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so what would you say, 
you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't show up to start a through hike. You know, what would you say to people who are actually thinking about this might be for them? What advice would you have for those people? Just do it. Yeah, literally. Um, you know, there's a lot you got to do to kind of quit your life for five months or so. You know, but if it's something you want, just do it. And if you start to get, like, cold feet and, you know, like the jitters, like, oh, I don't know if I can make it, just at least go try. You know, like, your life is all wrapped up to let you go do this. So if you try it and you realize you really don't like it, then you can come home and, you know, stop early. But... I know, uh, like, I'm on Reddit and stuff, so sometimes I'll see those, especially in the spring. People are like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'll leave next week. I don't think I can do it. It's like, but you already put so much effort and planning, and, and you jump through all these hoops. Just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's back to that one of my favorite quotes. is It's better to regret something you did than yep. regret something you didn't do. Yep. Yeah, I just believe that any type of change in your life is going to come with a, a little bit of anxiety, discomfort, fear. All of those things are natural to have. But if you really want to do it, you've got to just just give it a shot because it'll be well worth it. Um, and this is coming from someone who didn't do anything like this before. And you're going to come back, change, like parts of you will change for the better for things like from doing things like this. And it's important to take risks in life, and we all tend as humans to get complacent with routine, and it's important to shake things up in your life. And this is a wonderful way to do it. Definitely shakes things up. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think the key to, you know, you know, okay, I'm committed, I'm going to do it. What's the best thing there, most important things to do to prepare to actually go do it? I'd say some test hikes. Um, you know, there's always the people that show up, and it's like I've never spent a night in the tent before at Neil's Gap or at Campo. And, you know, some of those people make it, and my hat's off to them. I think that's really impressive to go zero to 100, just really jumping with both feet. But um, to really improve your chances of finishing, you should go camping, I'd say, like at least 100-mile, you know, week-long type deal. And make sure it's something you enjoy for a long period of time. I didn't do that. Yeah. But well, you yeah, had me. So. That's true, <laughs> and I was going to say that, but continue on. Yeah, that's just my thing. Yeah. You're gone as many test hikes as you can. Well, no, not as many, but at least a few. Kind of get your gear dialed in. Figure if you like sleeping in a tent or hammock or if you like this food or stoveless. You know, there's just so many variables and so many things, mm-hmm. and it's really good to just to get a good baseline set before you go out for a through hike. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> was very fortunate to have a, an expert to chat with. So definitely if you know anyone who's through hiked before, I say reach out to them, get their advice. If you don't know someone, there's tons of blogs. If you know or follow any through hikers, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to, give you advice. Yeah, to nerd out um, and talk about gear. Yeah, definitely if you can get a one-on-one person-to-person conversation going, that's probably huge. Um, and then, of course, there are like the, the really great hiker blogs out there that give pretty good advice as well, pointers and tips. Um, 
yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I, I, I saw in myself twice now ATPCT where I focused a lot on the gear that I was taking. And if you start to focus on your physical and mental fortitude and get in shape, mm-hmm. it's, it matters so much more than how many ounces your backpack weighs. Yeah. And people will obsess about and I'm a I'm an ultralight guy. And people obsess about their gear. And guys, mm-hmm. get your butt out in the woods and go hiking. I, the best way to complete yeah. a through hike is to actually be a hiker. People focus on the wrong yeah. things sometimes. Yeah, this year you did like a, what, 200-mile warm-up hike for the PCT? I did. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely a good way to get yeah. the trail legs before day one. <laughs> I had, I was very fortunate that uh, I had a close friend that was close to the trail, and I took a, day, I took a zero day on a 200-mile hike, and it was like day <laughs> three. My feet mm-hmm. were beat up, and I had uh, a lot of foot problems, and I ended up having to buy another pair of shoes on trail, and... Luckily, I spent the night at their house. Uh, I spent Easter with them. That They picked me up at lunchtime. They took me back to the trail the, the following day. But whenever we woke up that morning, there was six inches of snow on their ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it was a good thing I took that there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got to get finished that trail. Uh, I got to finish that trail. So yeah. uh, we talked about prep. What about post-trail? How's it been coming back? Um, kind of weird because... Uh, we were planning to move out, out west and be some ski bumps pretty much out in Vail. So for me, I kind of feel like I'm in a purgatory. Um, you know, uh, last year after the AT, I, I had an unpaid leave of absence from work, so I was able just to kind of pick up my life right where I left off. You know, and the job was there, the friends were there, and just kind of fell back into normal routines. Um, PCT yesterday, I quit my job, wasn't going back. So, you know, when I came home, I didn't have a job to go back to. Um, I'm living in my mom's basement at 32 years old, like a true winner in life, according to the American dream. <laughs> the American but, dream uh, BS. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. She needed a lot of help with stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're only going to be here for about another month if yeah. all goes to plan. Um, so I'm, I'm still, I feel like I just kind of now, after being home for two weeks, like kind of got settled and... Mm-hmm. You know, when got stuff in my storage locker and starting to like reconnect with friends and be like, hey man, let's catch up because I'm not in town that long. Yeah. It's it's been interesting. Um, I didn't think I would miss the trail as much as I do, and I remember before we finished. At some points, I said I would never, probably never do a through hike again, not because I didn't love it, but because of how much time it takes to complete it. But now I'm almost 100% sure I will do another through hike. (laughs) And I denied myself of, of calling myself a hiker for a very long time, even at like mile, probably 2,500. He's like, do you think you're a hiker now? And I'm like, I don't know. And so, um, it's it's a huge difference in transition between the beauty of the wilderness and the sense of community and then coming back to Baltimore, which I love the place that I grew up. Uh, but it's very, very, very different and kind of a, a culture shock. 
Fortunately, I was able to get a job while we're here, but I don't have a job currently for when we get to Colorado. So a lot of my attention has been working and looking for work while I'm working and uh, just trying to to find that that balance again, that that life balance, whatever that is, uh, because it's very it looks very different from me now after doing the PCT. Certain things aren't as important as they were before. So um, and then also just reconnecting with my friends and family and having people not really understand what I did and some people who think we're crazy for doing these sorts of things, which is, you know, it's their opinion and they're more than welcome to have that. But it's just a, a very, very, very different feeling than than being out there. And I'm hoping that Colorado will be a good median good median between this lovely town that we live in and the PCT. Yes, kind of reminds me of when we were talking right before we hit the record button. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, you know, the, the traditional American timeline is you go to college, you get a job, you get a mortgage, you get married, mm-hmm. you have kids, you work there for 30, 40 years, you retire, and then you're like, oh, now I'm like way too out of shape and I can't go on these hikes, I can't do this, and uh you know, like, I know um, my old boss uh, was talking to one of my coworker friends I'm still, I'm still friends with, and he was uh, saying that my boss was like, I, I just don't understand why he quit. Like, where's he going to live? You know, how's he, like, I mean, I have a couch he could stand on when he comes home, but I, don't, I just don't understand how he's going to make it. And it's like, it's not that big a deal. You, you just know, make have it. friends and family yeah. here. It's like, I don't need this engineering salary especially on the trail, you know, like five, six hundred bucks a month and that pays for your food, the occasional hostel. And <laughs> Man, you guys are tight. Uh, what, so what would you say that's a, an average, like what would you uh, recommend for money? bare bones, um, five, probably 500 a month, like bare bones. Mm-hmm. Probably do cheaper, but to be like surviving and not eating nothing but ramen and yeah. <laughs> being able to have the occasional restaurant meal and the mm-hmm. occasional hostel. Um, Budget-wise, I'd, I'd probably say if you're doing a through like 4000 just have a, a nice cushion mm-hmm. and be able to enjoy it and not feel like, mm-hmm. like I can't afford this or like, yeah. oh, I have $800 to go these last 1,000 miles. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I, I've seen is, you know, people who are nervous about money too early. Yeah. And, you know, I one of the ways I looked at it was I never wanted to have to come home because I ran out of money. Because yeah. that's one of the few things that I can control. Before I step foot on the trail, I know exactly how much money is in my bank account. Yeah. You know, now there could be some random expenses that I wasn't anticipating, but you know what's in your bank account and what's coming in. And usually there's not much coming in yeah. while you're out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the income really goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to uh, Colorado Vale, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's in a month or so? Yeah. yeah. Ski um, bumming? Yeah, I got a job uh, being a ski instructor 
for the for the little children. <laughs> and my first day is on November 27th, so um, we kind of just recently started looking at housing options and trying to piece together a road trip out there. Uh, my mom lives in Cincinnati, so I'm going to stop and see okay. her. She has some family in Texas we might see. Yeah. My good friends just moved out to Sedona in Arizona, so that's like overshooting it a little bit. I'm going to try to tie that in. Yeah. 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 Do you guys have any connections in Colorado, really? Uh, nothing huge. Our, yeah. our good trail family, uh, Shark, she's been an instructor at Vail. Okay. For two years. Yeah, for two years, so okay. she can help out. Um, I have a family friend in Denver. I know one or two AT buddies yep. that live in Denver. But yeah, Dingo's there, too. Very good friend of mine. I'll, I'll get you his contact info. He's okay. in, right in downtown Denver. Super awesome. great guy. Um, we were talking about coming out to possibly Denver. We were talking about skiing last night. So nice. I'm going to put that... See, we've already got the scene planned, yeah. so that'd be great if we could come out and see you guys out there. That'd, that'd be, be awesome. Oh, show. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, what, I'm trying to think, of, there was a couple things that, that we had talked about earlier, but um, what's next? You know, let's, you know, we're going to go be ski bumps, but the hiking can't be over. You guys like it too much. Yeah, it's not over. <laughs> so I'm planning to do the Continental Divide Trail next year. Um, if all goes well, Triple Crown in three years. I'd be really, really stoked about that. And then I see what I'm saying. She's like, I'm not, I'm done through hiking, but now that we're done with the PCT, she's like, oh, I might. So she might join me for a section. Yeah. Um, and then projecting further than that, uh, we're really hoping in the next winter, winter of 19 into 2020, to get a van, do the van life mm. thing for a bit. And. In fact, again, all goes to plan. We'll both have remote jobs, so we can really just travel and hike mm-hmm. all over. Um, we're planning to like do like a big PCT thing, so we can go summit a bunch of the mountain peaks we walked past, mm-hmm. but we're too tired and didn't feel like actually taking side trail. Those miles don't count. Giving out some trail magic and um, mm-hmm. yeah, doing the van life thing for a bit. Maybe going down to South America. And, yeah. yeah. Huge plans, not just big ones. Yeah. Huge plans. I like it. Yeah. Those are good goals. It, it seems like people who don't set the goals, and if they do, and they're little tiny ones, they don't even accomplish those. Like, oh, yeah. We all got some big goals. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make it happen. Shameful. <laughs> all right. I know that you guys had, um, who, who are your thank yous to? You know, you had some gear donations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I came in fourth place uh for the 2018 Badger sponsorship. Uh, so I want to thank all the many companies that, that gave for gave to that scholarship. Um, I believe the only actual pieces of gear that I had to purchase were shoes and... Shoes? The tent. The tent. The tent. Yeah, Those were... Your backpack. Yeah. Because she had already gotten the backpack. Um, one of my friends had yeah. a LA circuit, and she like you know did some test fits. So mm-hmm. Was like I really like this one. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so yeah, so those are my only two big purchases because of that. So that was incredible. That's cool. Yeah. And that's through the, the track. Through yeah. the track. The track yep. track. So yeah. We'll Shout out to plug. Zach. Yeah. Now, do you write for the track? No. Okay, you got your track shirt on. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. tell, him, uh, tell him how he got yeah, that this shirt. is uh, Twerk. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. They sent him some shirts for like a little photo shoot. Okay. And he finally, uh, so through the Badger sponsorship, mm-hmm. Twerk and Seavine uh, were chatting a lot on the trail. And yeah. he's like, you know, we got to meet it. You know, I'd love to take your photograph mm-hmm. and this and that. We finally caught up to him mm-hmm. at the Timberline Lodge. 
So he just had a little photo shoot. Nice. Um, yeah. Thanks to my, my giant beard, I got a hold of the Here's Johnny Axe. Uh, <laughs> and had this Trek shirt on. He got some pictures of that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you guys can keep the shirt. So I was like, sweet. <laughs> Did you say you guys got some Hiker Trash Vogue shoot? Yeah. yeah. Did you bug him for the pictures? I haven't. I need to. Yeah, we should get on that. <laughs> message him about it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's great, though. Yeah. He's incredible. Fantastic photographer mm-hmm. and a good, uh, such a good person. Yeah, yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a, a character for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And as I saw, it was like you guys are with him. It's like all right, I got to talk to these yeah. guys. Yeah, I know, I know everybody there. <laughs> he made me yeah. laugh because he's taking pictures of uh, Space Jam, and Space Jam starts <laughs> starts to smile. He goes, "No, don't do that." I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love you already. Yeah, it's interesting to have such a, a short statured so person. Tidy. And yes. he just very he is very quiet. Yeah. Unless he knows you, then it's like I'm gonna boss you around, tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. and, and he got some absolutely incredible pictures mm-hmm. of me on the trail, I was really happy about. So yeah. Yeah. bug him. I'm gonna text him whenever you guys leave, like twerk. Twerk. Come on, man. <laughs> I know you're out there plugging out Hiker Trash Vogue magazine. Where are your people? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, Brands, no, so let's go. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I want to make sure we get all your info out there mm-hmm. so people can find you. Any other good stories or anything you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can sit around and share stories like the whole time. I know. It's one of my favorite yeah. things is all the stories. And mm-hmm. so part of, you know, I asked you guys earlier about trail depression, and I'm 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 struggling, dude. It's it's hard. It's really hard to to come yeah. back. And part of my way to deal with it is to be able to have you guys come over here. So this helps me yeah. to like just deal with it. You know, I found myself. Try, I tried to go for a trail run. I hate running. I'm never do. <laughs> yeah. I did two yeah. miles. Never doing that again. <laughs> um, but like, I found myself just you know really not reaching out to other people and I think that's one of the big things like just reach out to people and say hey you know let's get together yeah, um, yeah like actually just earlier this week um, one of our friends cowgirl is also from Baltimore but she has been moving all around for her work and everything but she was in town so we all went out and got some dinner and she was like this is so great just being able to share stories because uh, kind of soon after Tahoe she got ahead of us and we just never caught up so we you know same trail but we each just had insane stories, you know, walking the same footsteps. So it was great catching up with her and just, you know, it was just that bond that three hikers had. Mm-hmm. And you can just talk about it and shoot the shit for hours. Yeah. So yeah. I think I agree with you. It's, you know, post-trial <laughs> depression. If you just have buddies to chat with, you know, you can just call them up on the phone and reminisce or group chat. So FaceTime. We, yeah, FaceTime. <laughs> we FaceTime some we of our did. Canadian friends the other day. Yeah. No, this wasn't yeah. just our Canadian friends. Like oh, yeah. It was just one Canadian friend. Yeah. And then, yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> anyway, just, yeah, have, have like a three-person, three-way yeah. group chat going Perfect. and just catching up and shooting shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just, like, text, you know. Everybody's got group texts with their, you know, the, the yeah. people they hiked with and stuff, but it's not the same. No. You know, getting, you know, whenever we did the trail magic and we met you, you know, mm-hmm. that was the first time that we had all been together since A-Ball Bridge. Yeah. You know, we some of us summoned it together. Another guy was was at home already, but we hadn't seen each other. And you know, you come walking Same in the door, the first thing hikers love hugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's like everybody gets a hug because you just have this shared experience, whether you got to see each other or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love hiking. Me yep. too. <laughs> yeah. It's not over, Nandi. It's not over. 
Yep. Nope. <laughs> there's, other, there's other trails out there. Oh yeah, Colo- for sure. Colorado Trail that'll be in your for neck of the woods. For sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out, I and mean, it's going to happen. I already know. I think the Oregon Desert Trail should become more popular here soon. That's a, a newer one, mm-hmm. um, but that's something else to look at. Yeah. So, sounds like you guys got your plates pretty full now. Yeah, and next year since he's going to be doing the CDT, and I'll maybe do a couple sections with him. I've been researching some sea lion things. I'm going to go help some sea lions. <laughs> There's a bunch of them in California, like programs where they need volunteers. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want to go elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm doing my research. I'm yeah. going to go help some of my cousins out. <laughs> I'm one of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. All right, so uh, one more time before we go. Let me know, like, how to find you online because I know that you guys are more than willing to share your experiences. You've got a lot coming up that people should be following. Uh, I'm going to continue to watch the Instagram stories, yeah. like the big pumpkin today. <laughs> what the pumpkin way? Yeah. Uh, their big one was 1,700 pounds and change. What? The others were around, like, 1,200. Like how was your accuracy on guessing? Were you closer? Well, see, they have, they have a big sign out by the road. Yeah. It says, come be one of the few people in the world to touch a 1,700-pound pumpkin. You park, and there's this huge pumpkin sitting there that has this huge, goofy, smiley face painted on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a sign that's like, guess how much this pumpkin weighs? And you have to, like, lift it up to see it. I'm like, 1,700 pounds are big you fucking billboard. You just told me. <laughs> but this is, like, one of, the, like, the third or fourth place pumpkins. So you have to sign up, and it's 1,200. And I was like, oh, Okay. So I guess this isn't the big pumpkin, so you have to go like further up into the mm-hmm. farms. Marketing department. Yeah, I'm killing it. Come on. <laughs> Friggin' Tom or whoever was out there. Damn it, Tom. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, where can we find you, Nandi? Yeah, you can find me on the Insta at Nandi underscore underscore. So that's N-H-A-N-D-I two underscores. Two underscores. Yep. And then you can find me uh, against one of my early nicknames was, my last name's Grumman, so my nickname was Grumanji. Uh, that's my Instagram, and then Grumanji.com is my blog, which is, has more pictures and summaries and uh, previous hikes, weekend stuff, uh, you know, links to all my YouTube videos, and then that's G-R-O-O-M-A-N-J-I. So that's where you can find me. Yeah. Awesome. This was so good. I like you guys have I've been so patiently, eagerly waiting to sit down and hang out with you guys. I wanted to see you on trail, but it just didn't happen. But yeah. even better, we live close to each other yeah. for now. Heck yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully we'll see you guys in Colorado. So thank you yeah, so much. Definitely. Thanks for having Thanks us. For now. This was awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> I love this. This is I want so to do good. this every day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you started. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Just start putting it out there. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again. Man, what a great episode. I'm so happy with how it turned out. Uh, things with the podcast are definitely growing. Um, now I am available on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, uh, and still uh, on SoundCloud. So I'm starting to get better at this. I'm starting to expand. Uh, my producer, Joe, is doing a great job. I really, really appreciate everything that, that Joe's doing for me. Um, the episode turned out great. Just two fantastic and fascinating people 
uh, I'm really, really happy that we got to finally sit down. Uh, the other day I was looking at, at uh, Space Jam's Instagram, and he had a full-on snow beard. He did have to shave and look a little bit more town-like. Uh, by the time he was done with the PCT, he was looking almost full homeless, pretty good, solid beard. So um, make sure that you follow those guys on Instagram, too, just absolutely <clears throat> fantastic people. Just really good to see them. Uh, I had a lot of fun. So in my next episode, I sit down with another person that lives in Baltimore, and um, I hadn't seen him in maybe 10 years or so. I, I don't know. Maybe less. I'm not, I'm not sure. We couldn't quite figure it out exactly. Um, but uh, Rob Redinger is a guy that I went to high school with, and he has quite the interesting life. We get into more of running. So I don't want to just focus on only hikers, even though right now it seems like the focus has been hikers. So um, I sit down with Rob, really, really nice guy. He's definitely somebody that went from almost couch-like to finishing his third marathon. Uh, really good podcast. Fantastic to see him again. Um, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. If so, you know, subscribe on whatever platform it is, uh, and then send me some some messages on on Instagram at DS Tonkin or whatever you want to do. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. I like to see uh, people commenting, and and some of the 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 people that follow me are reaching out to the guests and 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 uh, connecting with them. I know that John Brennan. Johnny Stash, Turbo Stash, from a couple episodes again. I just talked to him today. Right now he's in North Carolina. He's doing some trail running, and he's on track to uh, work on this Florida Florida Trail fastest known time. So just, man, what, a, what a, a fun project this has been. I'm so happy with how it turned out. And it's good for me. I hope it's great for you. Um, thanks for everything. 